His divine grace, Shri Laisi Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki, Jayam Vishnupad Paramahamsa, Parirajikacharya Shota Shota Shishimad, His divine grace, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Goswami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki, Ananta Koti Vaishnavinda Ki, Namachar Srila Haridas Thakur Ki, Iskan Phanachar Srila Prabhupada Ki, Bibiti Phanachar Srila Prabhupada Ki, Prem Sikoho Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Sari Gaura Bhakta Vindaki, Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopinath Shamakun Radhakun Kiri Govardhan Ki, Vrindavandam Ki, Mathur Dham Ki, Jagannath Puri Dham Ki, Navadip Dham Ki, Ganga Maya Ki, Yamuna Maya Ki, Tosa Devi Ki, Bhakti Devi Ki, Sankir Tanyagya Ki, Here, uh, Transcendental Book Distribution Ki, Ayanam Sankirtan Ki, Samaveda Bhakta Vinda Ki, Gaura Premanande, All Glories to the Assembled Devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Shishi Guru and Granga. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jaya Jaya Shishi Tanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shishi Tanya Jaya Nityananda 
Jayadveta Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vinla Jayadveta Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vinla Jaya Jaya Shishitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shishitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Ghor Bhakta Vinla Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Ghor Bhakta Vinla Hare Krishna. So we're continuing our reading from the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya Leela, Chapter 21, The Opulence and Sweetness of Lord Krishna Krishna. And we're continuing on from text number 67. Dasha Bisha Shata Sahasa Ayuta Lakshavadan Koti Arbuda Mukha Koro these Brahmas had different numbers of heads. Some of, some had ten heads, some twenty, some hundred, some a thousand, some ten thousand, some a hundred thousand, some ten million, and others a hundred million. No one can count the number of faces that they had. So here he's speaking about the power of Sri Krishna. And he mentions here earlier that he created these Brahmas and he created the universes that they're in. This is during the Brahma Mimoha Leela where Brahma is being bewildered. Uh, he, he tries to perform a nice magic feat and he becomes bewildered by Krishna's powers. It's like, you know, when you show the flashlight to the sun, it's very insignificant. Or, uh, so his power, who's most powerful being in this universe, other than the Supreme Lord, and yet he, he his power seems so insignificant, he's completely bewildered. So in the purport, Prabhupada mentions that he actually created, uh, let's see if I can find the verse. He created the universes that uh, and, and those Brahmas in an instant. Thank you very much. Not that they necessarily came from other universes in the sense that, um, yeah, they came from other universes, but he created all those universes in one instant. So that is very, very far out. And now we're hearing about the, the Brahmas of those universes, how expansive they are, and that also in return in relation to how expansive those universes are. Rudragana Aila Lakhav Koti Vadan Koti Vadan Indragana Aila Lakha Koti Nayan 
There also arrived many Lord Shivas with various heads, numbering, and the hundred thousand and ten million. So Shiva's there with ten million heads. And many Indras arrived. They had hundreds of thousands of eyes all over their bodies. Purport. It is said that Indra, the king of heaven, is very lusty. Once he had sexual intercourse with the wife of a great sage. And when this sage learned about this, he cursed lusty Indra with a curse that put vaginas all over his body. Being very much ashamed, Indra fell down at the lotus feet of the great sage and begged his pardon. Being compassionate, the sage turned the vaginas into eyes. Therefore, Indra possesses hundreds and thousands of eyes all over his body. Just as Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva have many faces, the king of, the king of heaven, Indra, has many eyes. This is a similar story where Andrew is getting cursed. He's being chased by a chandal. I think this is when he hid in the lotus for hundreds of years. There he already has the eyes. Deki chaturmuk prama panpar hoila. Hastigana Madhyena Shashka Rahila. When the four-headed Brahma of this universe saw all these opulences of Krishna, he became very much bewildered and considered himself a rabbit amongst many elephants. Shashaka, a rabbit among the Hasti. Hastigana. I see Shabrahma Krishna Padapita Age Dandavat Karite Mukta Padapite Lage. The moon is also called Shashi. The moon is called Rabbit because uh, the impressions that you see on the moon, I, it might be different on where you are on the globe, but it's they, in, in Asia and in India they say, oh, do you see the rabbit on the moon? And in, in America, they say, do you see the man on the moon, the, like, like a face? And in Japan and India, they all say, do you see the rabbit on the moon? So he, this word, shashi, or shash, here it is, shashaka. Krishna uses the word shashi in Bhagavad Gita to refer to the moon. All the Brahmas who came to see see Krishna offered their respects at his lotus feet. When they did this, their helmets touched his lotus feet. Krishna rachinda shakti lakit ke nanare yata brahma tata murti ekai sharire No one can estimate the inconceivable potency of Krishna. All the Brahmas who were there, were resting in one body of Krishna. So how does that make any sense? They're all touching his feet. <laughs> how does they all touch? That's what he's saying here. No one can estimate inconceivable potency. How do they all touch his feet? 
He only has two feet. He's not manifesting thousands of feet, according to the description, only two feet. But this is the inconceivable potency of Krishna, which was uh, observed in Dwarka. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, and in Krishna book, it describes that uh, they were bewildered. I believe it was Arjuna. Uh, They would see unlimited number of boats go into the port of Dwarka. And somehow they were all accompanied. And this is by due to this inconceivable potency of, of Sri Krishna. Impossible things happen. Padapita mukutagra sanga ukte dvani Padapite stuti kare mukuta jhani when all the helmets struck together at the lotus, Krishna's lotus feet, then there was a tumultuous sound. It appeared that the helmets themselves were offering prayers unto Krishna's lotus feet. Okay, we got Yoda Hate. You got Yoda here. He's very popular right now. It means folded hands. Yoda Hate Brahma Rudari. With folded hands, all the Brahmas and Shivas began to offer prayers to Lord Krishna, saying, O Lord, you have showed me a great favor, and I have been able to see I've, I've been able to see your lotus feet. Bhagya mora bhoila dasa angi kari konagya hoitaha kari shishiri dhari. All of them said, It is my great fortune, O, uh, o Lord, that you have called me, thinking me of your servant. Now let me know what your order is, so that I may carry it on my heads. Krishna kahe tomar sava tekita chitta hail. Lord Krishna replied, Since I wanted to see all of you together, I have called all of you here. All of you should be happy. Is there any fear from the demons? So Krishna is just checking up on his son, seeing that they're happy and they're free from distress. They replied, By your mercy, we are victorious everywhere. Samprati pitviti pitivite yeva hailachi babhar avatena hanataha kaila samhar. Whatever burden was upon the earth, you have been taken away by descending to the planet. Dwarakadi vibhutara eta praman Amar ebraman de Krishna sabar haila gyan This is the proof of Dwarka's opulence. All the Brahmas thought, Krishna is now staying in my jurisdiction. 
कृष्ण साहा द्वारका भाई बाप अनुभव भाई एकत्र मिले न केह काहो नखिल Thus, the opulence of Dwarka was perceived by each and every one of them. Although they are all assembled together, no one can see anyone but himself. So, does anybody know what he's referring to? The opulence of Dwarka. Oh, the queens of Dwarka were thinking, "Oh, Krishna is staying with me." So all these brahmas are thinking, "Oh, Krishna is staying at my place, my planet." Uh, so uh, simultaneously, he's, "Oh, it's so nice. He's just with me right today. That's so wonderful." Each gopi was thinking, "Krishna is only dancing with me." Like we sing this, "Vrindai Tosi Devi I Priya Keshavashcha." Yeah, so there's some, there's some disagreement, Krishna Bhakti or Vishnu Bhakti. But this word Vishnu means to enter in between, to enter into. So this verse, the word Vishnu in the verse refers to Krishna because he enters in between the gopis. So it actually directly refers to Krishna. So you see, look, there is Krishna, and he's in between each of the gopis. He is Vishnu. He has entered in between. So whatever you are saying, they are both directly referring to Krishna. We like to say Krishna Bhakti, but the tri- original one is Vishnu Bhakti. Thus, the opulence of Dwarka was perceived by each and every one of them. Although they were sem- all assembled together, no one could see anyone but himself. Purport: The four-headed Brahma perceived the opulence of Dwarka Dhamma, where Krishna was staying, and although there were uh, Brahmas present, having ten to ten million heads, and although many Shivas were assembled, only the four-headed Brahma of this universe could see all of them. By the inconceivable potency of Krishna, the others could not see one another. Although all the Brahmas and Shivas were assembled together, due to Krishna's energy, they could not meet or talk among themselves individually. So here's a, a trivia question: When Narada went to Dwarka, something he saw gave him a great laugh. What was that? Okay, anyone wants to text me two one four six six nine three three six nine if you know the answer. Let's see, anybody? And the pujari. We'll go back to that later. Tabe Krishna Sarvatra Sarva Brahma Ghane Vidya Dila Dandavarhana Sabe Nija Ghare Gila. Lord Krishna then bade farewell to all the Brahmas there, and after their offering respect their obeisances, they had returned to their respective homes. देखी चतुर्मुखा ब्रह्मारा होइला चमत्कार कृष्णेरा चराना असि कैला नमस्कार After offering obeisances, observing all these opulences, the four-headed Brahma of this universe was astonished. 
he again came before the lotus feet of Krishna and offered him obeisances. Brahmanabali, Purve Yami, Yenanish Chai Karlun, Dara Udar Harana Ami Ajita Dekilun. Rama then said, Whatever formerly decided about my knowledge has now been personally verified. Janata eva janatu kim bahukta nap na me prabhu manaso vapisho vacho vai bhavam tabagocharaha. Quote, there are people who say, I know everything about Krishna. Let me, let them speak, think in that way. As far as I'm concerned, I do not wish to speak very much about this matter. Oh my Lord, let me say this much. As far as your opulences are concerned, they are beyond the reach of my mind, body, and words. Purport. This is a quotation from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 10.14.38, spoken by Lord Brahma. This is also uh, the Kena Upanishad. The Kena Upanishad deals uh, specifically with this subject. And it says, if someone says, I know Krishna completely, then you know they don't know. And then, so the guru is narrating the Kena Upanishad. And he says that, oh, it's not that I don't know anything, but if you say you know Krishna completely, then definitely you do not know. Because then you don't know his, his inconceivable opulence. Actually, in the Kena Upanishad, you have that story of the blade of grass. How many of you heard that statement? Not a blade of grass moves without the sanction of God. Have you heard that? Not a blade of grass moves without the sanction of God. Have you heard that? Naratam, you've heard that? Not a blade of grass moves without the sanction of God. Okay, so that's from Kena Upanishad. So, once the demigods, they had uh, overcome the demons. This was the uh, churning of the milk ocean, where the demigods were the victors of that situation. They, they achieved the amrita, the immortal nectar. And so they felt, oh, look at what we have done. We are so wonderful. We are so great. But it was actually the Lord who was empowering them. So he wanted to teach them a lesson. So he appeared as a yaksha in front of them. And they were all surprised. Who's, what is this being here? And the yaksha challenged them. He said, oh, Agni, you have all the power of fire. This blade of grass, can you burn it to ashes? And so he used all of his strength, could not burn it to ashes. Then he told the uh, Vayu, can you make this blade of grass move? With your, the strength of your wind. 
He used all of his might and could not get it to flicker in the least. In this way, he challenged the various devatas, Surya, Agni, Vayu, and none of them could do anything to that one piece of blade of grass. And eventually they realized, okay, this is the Supreme Lord. And they realized the lesson that, that, that victory was only due to the empowerment of the Lord. So that comes, that story specifically comes from Kena Upanishad. Krishna kahe e brahmanda pancha shatkoti yojan atik shudra tate tomar charir vandan. Krishna says, your particular universe has a diameter of four billion miles. Therefore, it is the smallest of all the universes, and consequently, you only have four heads. Purport. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, one of the greatest astrologers of his time, gives information from the Siddhanta Shiromani that the universe measures Eighteen quadrillion seven hundred twelve trillion sixty nine billion two hundred million times eight miles. This is the circumference of the universe. According to some, this is only half the circumference. Kona Brahmanda Katish Shatakoti Kona Lakshan Lakakoti Kona Niyutakoti Kona Koti Koti. Some of the universes are billions of yojanas in diameter. Some are one trillion, some are ten trillion, some are hundred trillion yojans. Thus they're almost unlimited in area. Purport, a yojana equals eight miles. Brahmana rupa brahmar sharira bhandan e rupa pali ame brahman eragan. According to the size of the universe, there are many, so many heads on the body of Brahma. In this way, I maintain innumerable universes, Brahmandas. Ekapad vibhuti in haranahi pariman, tripad vibhuti re radkeba kari pariman. No one can measure the length and breadth of one fourth of my energy manifested in the material world. Who then can measure the three-fourths that is manifested in the spiritual world? Srila Prabhupada also said that less than 9% of the population exists in the material world. Beyond the river Viraja is the spiritual nature, which is indestructible, eternal, inexhaustible, and unlimited. It is a supreme abode consisting of three-fourths of the Lord's opulences. It is known as Parabhyoma, the spiritual sky. Purport. This is a verse from the Padma Purana quoted here by Lord Krishna. 
Chaitanya Charitamrita has almost 500 verses of the Srimad Bhagavatam in it. So if you had any book that you, uh, if you're stuck on an island, this is the book to have. As uh, something like 50 verses at least from Bhaktivedanta Sindhu, and about 450 from the Bhagavatam. So everything is covered here. Tabe Krishna Brahmana Dilena Vidai Krishna Vibhuta Swarupa Janana Nayai. In this way, Lord Krishna bade farewell to the four headed Brahma of this universe. And we may thus understand that no one can calculate the extent of Krishna's energies. Triadishwar Sabera Artha Guda Hai Arahai. There is a very deep meaning in the word Tri Adishvar, which indicates that Krishna possesses three different lokas or natures. The word Tri Adishvar means proprietor of three worlds. There are three worlds, and Krishna is the proprietor of all of them. This is explained by Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. Bhuktaram yagitapa sam sarvaloka maheshwaram sushidam sarvabhutanam yatpamam shantam nichiti. A person in full consciousness of me, knowing me to the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifices and austerities, the supreme lord of all planets and demigods, and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities, attains peace from the pangs and material miseries. The word sarvaloka means all three worlds. And the word maheshwara means Supreme Proprietor. Krishna is the proprietor of both the material and the spiritual worlds. The spiritual world is divided into two portions, Goloka Vrindavan and the Vaikuntas. And the material world is a combination of the universes, unlimited in, in number. Golokya Kokula Mathura Dwarati Etin Loka Krishna Sahaja Nitishtiti So here is the Deep meaning. Ready? For the three chin adishwar. The three lokas are Gokula or Goloka, Matura and Dwarka. Krishna lives eternally in these three places. Purport. Srila Bhakti Sananda Sarasvati Thakur comments that the Goloka planet, there are three divisions. Gokula, Mathura and Dwarka. In his incarnation of Gorasuna, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu conducts his pastimes in three areas Navadvipdam, Jagannathpuri, and South India, and Rajmandal, the area of Vrindavandam. Antaranga Punashwara Punatindham, Tineradishwara Krishna Swayam Bhagavan. These three places are full of internal potencies that Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God, is their sole proprietor. Purva Ukta Brahmanera Yatadila Pal Ananta Vaikunta Varana Chira Lokapal Tan Savara Mukta Krishna Pada Pita Age Dhanavatkale Tara Mani Pita Lage what does pal mean? Pala, pala. Go pala. Go pala. Protector. 
As previously mentioned, the jewels in the heavens of the predominant deities of this universe, the, the Dikpals, the governors of the directions, and the Vaikuntha planets touched the throne and the lotus feet of the Lord when those deities offered all obeisances. Maripita Taketi Ukteja Janjani Pitarastuti Karamuktahena Anumani When the gems and the helmets of all the predominant deities collided before the throne and the Lord's lotus feet, there was a jingling sound which seemed like the prayers offered by the helmets. Which seemed like prayers offered by the helmets at Krishna's lotus feet. Nija chit shakti Krishna nitya virajman. Chit shakti sampati tira sad aishwaranam. Krishna is thus situated eternally in his spiritual potency. And the opulences of that spiritual potency are called Shad Aishwarya, indicating six kinds of opulences. Se Swaraja Lakshmi Kare Nitya Purnakam Aiteva Veda Kahe Swayam Bhagavan Because he possesses the spiritual potencies which fulfill all his desires, Krishna is accepted as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is the Vedic version. So what do the spiritual potencies do? For Krishna, fulfill all of his desires. So Srila Prabhupada explains in the ninth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, it describes Krishna's inconceivable relationship with his energies. That it is practically happening without his uh, managing the situation. And Krishna, his, uh, he is the supervisor, but he doesn't really have to do anything. His energies just work to please him. Not that Krishna is working to maintain this world. Rather, the energies of this material world work to please him. So Prabhupada gave the example that he said, I am just an ordinary human being, but due to my disciples' desire to please me, this Temples are going around all around the world. It is being managed simply by their desire to please me. So simply by the devatas, all the different energies, all the different shaktis of the Lord, desire to please Krishna, all the things of this universe are happening. Not that he is you know, commanding or... It's just uh, their desire to please him. Their desire to fulfill his desire. Krishna Rashwara Apar Amrita Sindhu Avagahite Nare Tare Chalun Ekabindu. The unlimited potencies of Krishna are just like an ocean of nectar. Since one cannot bathe within that ocean, I've only, I've only touched a drop of it. Aishwarya Kahite Prabhura Krishna Spurti Hail Madura Majila Mana Eka Soka Padil. When Shishitanya Mahaprabhu was describing the opulences and spiritual potencies of, of potencies of Krishna in this way, there was an awakening 
with an, of love of Krishna within him. His mind became immersed in the sweetness of conjugal love, and he quoted the following verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Yanvartalila payikam swayoga maya balam darashatatagihitam vishmapanam swashya saboga karde parampadam bhushanam bhushanangam Quote, to exhibit the strength of his own spiritual potency. Lord Krishna manifested a form just suitable for his pastimes in the material world. His form was wonderful even for him and the and was the supreme abode of wealth, of good fortune. Its limbs were so beautiful that they decreased the beauty of the ornaments worn on different parts of his body. Purport. This is a verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam. It's stated in a conversation between Vidura and Uddhava. 3.2.12 Uddhava thus begins his description of the pastimes of Sri Krishna and as a form exhibited by Yogamaya. Krishna Krishnare Yate Kela Sarvatra Namalila Narava Putaha Sarupa Gopavesha Venukara Nave Kishora Nataha Vara Naralila Hoila Anarupa Lord Krishna has many pastimes of which uh, of which his pastimes as a human being are are the best. His form of a human being is the supreme transcendental form. In this form, he is a cowherd boy. He carries a flute in his hand, and his youth is new. He is also an expert dancer. All this is just suitable for his pastimes as a human being. Krishna Madura Rupa Shuna Sanatan Ye Rupa Ekakan Dubaya Sabatri Bhavan Sarva Prane Kara Akarashan my dear Sanatan, the sweet, attractive, transcendental form of Krishna is so nice. Just to understand it, even a fractional understanding of Krishna's beauty can merge all the three worlds in the ocean of love. He attracts all living entities within the three worlds. Yogamaya chit shakti vishuddha sattva parimati Satara Shakti Lokadikaite E Ruparatan Bhaktaganan Gudadanan Prakata Kaila Nityalila Haite The transcendental form of, of Krishna is shown to the world by Lord Krishna's internal spiritual potency, which is a transformation of pure goodness. The jewel like form is the most confidential treasure of the devotees. This form is manifested from Krishna's eternal pastimes. Rukadeki apanar Krishna haila chamatkar ashridita mane utekam swasobaga yanranam sandarayadi guna dagram e rupanitya taradham. The wonderful form of Krishna and his personal features so great that attracts even Krishna to taste his own association. Indeed, Krishna becomes very eager to taste it. Total beauty, knowledge, wealth, strength, fame, and renunciation are the six opulences of Krishna. He is eternally situated in his opulences. Purport, Krishna has many pastimes, 
of which his pastimes in Goloka, Rindavan, Gokula Lila are supreme. He also has pastimes in Vaikuntas, the spiritual world, as Vasudev, Sankarshan, Praduma, and Adiruda. And his pastimes in the material sky, he lies down in the cause of the ocean as Karana Vashai, the Pusha Avatar. His incarnation of fish and tortoise and so on are called his causal incarnations. He incarnates as a three modes of, uh, in the three modes of nature as Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, and Lord Vishnu. He also incarnates as empowered living entities like Prithu and Vyasa. The super soul is his localized incarnation, and all is, and his all pervasive aspect is the impersonal Brahman. When we consider impartially all the unlimited pastimes of the Lord, we find that his pastimes as a human being on this planet, where he sports as a cowherd boy with a flute in his hands, and appears youthful and fresh like a ballet dancer, are pastimes and features that are never subjected to material laws and liberties. The wonderful beauty of Krishna is present on the, in the supreme planet, Gokula, Goloka Vrindavan. Inferior to that is his presentation in the spiritual sky. And inferior to that is his representation, the external energy, Devi Dhal. A mere drop of Krishna's sweetness can drown the three, these three worlds, Goloka Vrindavan, Hari Dham, Vaikuntha, and Devi Dham, the material world. Everywhere Krishna's beauties merge everyone into the ecstasy of transcendental bliss. Actually, the activities of Yogamaya are absent in the spiritual sky and the Vaikuntha planets. She simply works on the supreme planet, Goloka Vrindavan, and she works to manifest the activities of Krishna when he descends to this material universe to please his innumerable devotees within this material world. Thus, a replica of Goloka Vrindavan planet and the pastimes there is manifested on this planet is a specific tract of land, Boma Vrindavan, the Vrindavan Dham on this planet. So here in the, the previous chapter, it says, Shishishani Mahaprabhu replied, O Sanatana, uh, just try to understand the description of the Shakti Vesha avatars. There are limited Shakti Vesha avatars of the Lord. Let me describe the chief among them. In Two types of Shakti Vesha avatars, primary and secondary. The primary ones are directly empowered by the Supreme Personality of God and are called incarnations. The secondary ones are indirectly empowered by the Supreme Personality of God and are called vibhuti. Some Shakti Vesha avatars are the four Kumaras, Narada, Prithu, Parashuram. When a living entity is empowered to act as Lord Brahma, he is also considered Shakti Vesha avatar. Lord Shesha, in the spiritual world, in Vaikuntha, and in the material world, Ananta, who carries innumerable planets on his hoods, are the two primary empowered incarnations. There's no need to count the others, for they're unlimited. The power of knowledge was invested in the four Kumaras, the power of devotional service is invested in Narada. The power of creation was invested in Lord Brahma. And the power to carry innumerable planets was invested in Lord Ananta. The super pers- Supreme Personality of God has invested the power of personal service in, in Lord Shesha. And he invested the power to rule 
the earth in King Prithu. Parashuram, Lord Parashuram received the power to kill rogues and miscreants. Whenever the Lord Krishna, whenever the Lord is present in someone by portions of his various potencies, the living entity representing the Lord is called Shaktivesh Avatar. That is, an incarnation invested with a, with special power. As explained in the 11th chapter, Krishna has spread himself all over the universe in many thousands of personalities through specific powers known as vibhuti. Know that all opulent, beautiful, and glorious creation spring but just a spark of my splendor. Answer your question? All right. And... Uh, to answer the trivia question, why did Narada laugh when he went to Dwarka? Do you know the answer to that one? So the Kshatriyas, they have a um, custom of disguising themselves. And, and you know, investigating, seeing the state of the state, seeing the a state of the citizens. So they dress up in, you know, in disguise. No one can recognize them. And they observe the citizens. As Narada thought that was really funny when he saw Krishna doing that in Dwarka because he's already in everyone's heart. They thought that was quite funny. Right. Om Tat Sat, thanks a lot. Hare Krishna. So next week we'll begin on Text 105.